Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Be sure to use code DNVR when you head on over there and sign up for an account. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. No hockey today for the Colorado Avalanche, unfortunately. <laughs> Doing a show at 1 p.m. for a reason. Yep. The Avs game officially postponed in a situation that we will get into mostly focused on the Minnesota Wild putting six players onto the COVID list in the NHL. And that, alongside Tyson Jost, also getting put onto the COVID list for the Avalanche specifically, but... There's a conversation surrounding this whole topic and the COVID list in general as it is ballooning right now in the NHL about the situation. Because with Colorado and Minnesota in particular, Felino was put on the COVID list after the first game between Colorado and Minnesota. They played the second game. There was talk of players testing positive. Presumably that was Felino. And then they traveled to Colorado. They played that game, and now we're getting all of these test results. So, from from that standpoint, it's not great, Bob. It's not great, Bob. Should have been the title of the show. <laughs> True. And look, the COVID situation. Right now for the Yams, if it remains like this and Tyson Jost is the only one who ends up going on the COVID protocol list, they kind of dodged a bullet here. But kind of yes and kind of no. I mean, it's just one more. At this point, if they lose if they lose Tyson Jost and they, they play Saturday in St. Louis, it's just one more injury. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially a good way to look at it is, is the fact that it's one more injury. And I've seen a lot of confusion about this. To be clear... It's the Minnesota schedule that has been postponed in <laughs> through the 11th or is it the 9th? Uh, Colorado, only their game against Minnesota is postponed. So they will play as normal this weekend unless something else changes. Yeah. <coughs> um, barring, more, bar, barring additional positive tests or uh, contact tracing issues from the Av side. Um, Things should go on as normal. But, excuse me, it's still a tough spot in general for the league right now because this the Avs were one of the teams that had been kind of dancing through their schedule without much impact of it. That and I guess the uh, the Canadian division had been doing quite well. But... Now it's affecting everyone. Look, we saw this happen in football. We saw this happen in baseball. It's just kind of part of the reality of a league where you're actually traveling around. So it is, but uh, at this point, like what's, I think this particular situation is, I mean, it's obviously dangerous, but like they could be playing COVID tag at this point. Because yeah, Minnesota just, comes in and a couple of players get it, and then they shut Minnesota down for a week, and then the abs continue on. Like, oh, only one ab has it, so clearly not a problem here. 
and they and go, then, and the same thing happens in St. Louis. And- <clears throat> right. They play one game, and then two people, two people test positive on Saturday, you know, after the game or whatever, and then they play Sunday, and two more people test positive, and then they shut the abs down, and then St. Louis continues on playing somebody else, and it's just like, how are you guys using this 24-hour test thing? Yeah. Why are you guys not using the 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 rapid tests right. it's... To, to get these results quickly? Like, Marcus Foligno tests positive, and they're like, three games in four days. Let's go. That Well, I, the crazy part to me is, like, <laughs> they test positive, and, and you know what? Maybe, maybe everyone tested negative before game two in Minnesota, but how do you let that team fly <clears throat> having knowing they the they had to have had immediate contact with Felino yeah well and that and the i mean we saw the we saw Jonas Donskoy's wife posted on yeah. Instagram like someone on the wild tested positive he's wandering around with a face shield I mean, yeah it's it definitely seems a little bit crazy to me like i don't i guess i don't understand the requirements or what is necessary to qualify for covid protocol as far as direct contact with someone who's tested positive like, yeah um this is this is where i'm confused about things because it just seems like wouldn't the prudent thing to do just be shut the apps down for the next couple right. of days like you've Put even just, Ghost on the list, like even just this weekend, just cancel their games through this weekend to make sure that everybody else is positive, and then the apps can resume operations as normal next Monday. Yeah, like if they're if they're you know because they're not going to like shut the whole league down, right? Which it, at this point, I mean the the season is not even a month old, and I think I think it's twenty two games that they've already postponed. Yeah, it, it's going to continue <laughs> to happen, and the NHL is going to push through it. Like they're going to finish the season, I think, at pretty much almost any cost, barring catastrophic cat, little catastrophic thing yeah. happening. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess the question would be like, what happens? What what happens if they, you know, like all of Dallas got it right? Yeah. What happens if somebody there gets it again? Yeah, then what? <laughs> it's, you know, like, are you shutting a team down for the second time? I just... And... I don't know, man. It For me, it just seems like... It seems it seems like they're playing with real fire by having the abs continue on this weekend for now. Right. And I guess they can always postpone it. I, they always still can. Like, if, to, they, they have all of today and all of tomorrow. To, for for another positive test to come in for them to get more information, whatever, and them decide, okay, hey, we're not going to mess with this this weekend. But it's they're they're pushing up against it, man. Like, yeah. you know, and you know, Betty Betty says she hopes that the outdoor game isn't isn't at risk. Well, I would say right now it it definitely is. I mean, that's what. I, like I, Vegas is still shut down. What is the NHL? Have they, have they do? Resumed? 
what does the NHL do if the abs have four players on the COVID list and Vegas has like six players on the COVID list? Do mm-hmm. they just force through a junk game with a bunch of nobodies right. at the outdoor to, game or what? Do, like, do we get to watch the, the Eagles versus the silver Knights yeah, in, in Lake Tahoe <laughs> and have it, and, and have it count in the NHL standings. Yikes. That's a yikes for me back tomorrow. Okay, cool. Even, even so like, with the amount of time that Vegas has missed, especially, I mean, we'll see how things shake out. There may not even be an Olympics this year, uh, but I, so <clears throat> I tweeted out that the Olympics like were in danger or whatever yesterday, and someone yeah. tweeted me and was like, "They're happening no matter what." And so I went and dug up a bunch of different um, articles about it just to just to dig through the most recent information and. I'm confused <laughs> because <laughs> there are there are pieces out there where it's like they're not going to be able to make this happen, and then there's other ones where they're like they have it's to. It's 100% happening. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I don't have any idea what's happening with the Olympics it, at this point. I, I I went looking for more information and ended up more confused. But in a world where the Olympics is happening, there's not going to be enough time to make up these games and get the playoffs in for the NHL before the Olympics starts. Yeah. Well, they've all they've rescheduled a lot of the games already. Yeah. Um, I was looking at uh, I think the NHL's media site had like a very helpful graphic of all the all the postponed games and when they've been rescheduled, and only the most recent ones, the wild ones, have not been rescheduled yet. So they're they're definitely so credit on that side of things. They they've gotten most of them at least they're they're scheduled. Uh, they obviously haven't happened yet, but they are scheduled. So we'll see. But and to Elena's point, I don't know under I don't understand how Tuesday's game got played either way. Yeah. Uh, also, I I was blown away, and now I'm like, okay, should all of us get tested? Like the Nuggets game gets canceled the night before, then the Abs and Wild game happens. And the wild, the wild, the you know, the six people end up getting put on COVID lists. Six players end up getting put on COVID lists. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the day after. Yeah. With and Thursday's game gets canceled, it, and it's like, uh, I don't know that I was. I, I don't know that I'm. I'm happy that I was in that building. And there's the extra sketchiness of Spurgeon getting pulled in the third period. So supposedly that was not supposedly that was injury related. I know they they called it an upper body injury. Yeah, but I guess your chest is upper body. Yeah, dude is struggling to breathe or something, and that's an upper body injury. And, and yeah. then you, I mean, I don't. It's just not a good look. They're 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 supposed to they're supposed to be upfront with positive tests and stuff, but. I will say it is my conspiracy brain is I will just say it is interesting. <laughs> Jared Spurgeon and Nathan McKinnon disappear after the second periods of those games. I mean, the thing is, Spurgeon is on the COVID list now. McKinnon is not. Yeah, but I believe McKinnon's injury is an actual injury. I yeah, just, it just it it you put those pieces together, and the next thing you know is I have the hockey version of QAnon building over here. Oh God. The DNVR avalanche COVID conspiracy. 
Uh, please don't. That's start. right. <laughs> we're teams. We're teams. Fake injuries and misplayers anyway. Uh, that Great is a conspiracy, topic, guys. Not conspiracy, but a thought that's been going around a lot. I do want to cover a little bit <laughs> after this first break, as we are sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Head on over and get in on all the action for Super Bowl Fifty Five. They are giving away. $55 million, $55 million for, for Super Bowl 55. You know, jump on that while you still can. All you have to do is head over there and make some predictions. After signing up with code DNVR for a new account, and on top of that, they're giving you free money, you can bet for one touchdown to happen in the Super Bowl. Just a singular touchdown, and you get your money doubled. So if you want free money, Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Easiest thing in the world. You can get instant prizes of up to $25,000. One person will win a million dollars for their predictions. Jacob, thank you very much for the super chat, my man. Very appreciated. We love the support. Love all y'all guys. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. Again, promo code DNVR. Have to use that when you sign up to get these promos and it helps support us only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We got to change that. We got to change that. Dot com. I can't. I can't do that every week. <laughs> We're gonna need you guys to change your URL so Rudo can read it. <laughs> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche <laughs> podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. There. Right, let me preface this by saying you never want anyone to get COVID. Period. Yeah, of course not. Is there a world where it's better for the Avs season to get healthy and have games postponed right now? I mean, if we're going to, if we're, I don't even like, I don't even like where this is I know, but everyone Um, on my Twitter feed is talking about it. Yes. Would it be best if, if they, like, would it be beneficial for the abs to cancel two games in a city that they never win anyway while they're going through turbo injury time and have them post uh, like reschedule to later in the year sure like them not having to go to st louis would be would probably help them yeah i i think it would as well but i mean i'm that's <laughs> Right, you're you're getting. It, it does not. It does not play into my. It does not play into my thinking of saying they should cancel this weekend's games. Agreed. That's entirely about stopping this little COVID tag that they safety have. Safety is perfectly. priority number one for sure. Yeah, like, everything else doesn't matter. Period. Uh, but it's it's sure is interesting timing in that regard. If they were to cancel the games, where if they only cancel St. Louis. It might not actually help the Avs that much. I mean, it doesn't hurt them as yeah, far as, I mean, as, far as Cass- giving more time. But Cassie is correct. It is it is dual purpose. It does it stops it slows it slows the spread and kind of stops it here, while also gives them recovery time. Like, yeah, it would be it would be beneficial on both fronts. But that's that's like 
beneficial to the abs in the injury front is just like a it happened to be a good fortune thing right not uh hey they should definitely do it for this reason the only re- the only reason that they should consider moving games is because of covid yeah definitely and there's good enough reason uh there, there's good enough evidence here to say just stop it before right. it, it gets worse yep it's <laughs> why take the risk i guess is the is the way to put it but with the avs injury situation officially today or last night or who the hell knows when the avs backdated it too but pavel Francos on ltir the first move for the avs in that regard transactions this year suck dude yeah it's it's out of control it's, <laughs> whoever's running cap friendly has the worst job this I, season i tweeted that out uh the other night you know the Avs did something whack when even Cap Friendly doesn't know what transactions yeah. they made. Like, like what their what their exact roster is anymore. It's yeah. us, dude. <laughs> so it's yeah. definitely so, been a been a goes on LTIR. Two million dollars in salary, so not exactly an abundance of cap relief there. Nope. But I guess it's enough. It um, allows you to play pattern, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's going to be much longer and they can't win any games with Hunter and Miska in net, um, they, they really need to. Give Adam Werner a go. I Not even that, man. They really need to look around. Yeah, just find a legitimate backup. Yeah, they really need to look around. I uh, that's sure. I mean, you're probably right. And I'm not talking about the Mike. I'm not talking about calling he's up talking Toronto about, being like Michael yeah, Hutchinson. He's I'm talking like, about a legitimate backup in the NFL. Yeah. I'm I'm like, if this is going to be a long term thing, uh, we need to. All right, they, there's the yeah, need to take a look at. There is a universe of goaltenders like between Michael right Hutchinson there. and John Gibson and Darcy Kemper. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Our chat has two know, out here. There are a lot of goaltenders <laughs> in between those two. <laughs> yeah. Werner is not the current backup. Werner's call up and subsequent send down was part of the Avs cap level meme tier, whatever moves those yeah, were. Whatever you want to call, whatever they're up to at this point. I don't even know how to explain it anymore. When people are like, oh, why are they doing this? And it's like... That's when you just type cap reasons and let yeah. it lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it's all about the cap, but okay. <laughs> so the short answer is nobody knows, and the abs might not even know exactly what they're doing. They're just trying to stay cap compliant. I'm, I'm sure that they've got like somebody in that front office that is like an expert on this. Furious, like, furiously doing calculations. Like. Yeah, and, and it's like they're just just figuring it out as they go. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not an enviable enviable position. Well, I can't talk today. Um, the Avs overall, though, are in a weird spot with the injuries mostly because 
I, we still don't actually know what's wrong with Francos or McKinnon for that matter. Yeah, we know their lower body, but we still don't know the exact details of any of the injuries, really. And I'm okay with that. Sure. <clears throat> if, if, I keep telling people I'm okay if I never find out what a player's injury is again for the rest of my life. I'll be okay with that. Just give me an accurate timeline of return. And, and that's <clears throat> everyone has been promoted from day to day to week to week this week. Yeah. And the words I really I really don't think like I think the the Taves thing is injury is interesting because I think that there have been a lot of mixed signals about this Taves injury. Well, I think that they were when they were like we're we got information back and it was disappointing. I think that it was disappointing because they were thinking he was going to play in the Minnesota series. Gotcha. And then when it was like he's he's out for another week. It's like son of a bitch. Yeah. Definitely so, not a not a positive for the Avs. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think, you know, starting next week, um I think it's Arizona after St. Louis. That sounds correct. And then you have Vegas after that. Yeah. Then then they start all of the Vegas games. Yeah. Um yeah, it's Arizona next Tuesday. I think that's when I would target his earliest return. Uh, yeah, I, it's you'll never fully know, but you know the expectation was <sighs> seven to ten days for Taves. Um, so <clears throat> to answer this question that Zach is asking, because we've kind of danced around it, <laughs> like what backup goalie? Like teams aren't moving their backups right yeah, now. It's like tough. they're. At this point, there's only a handful of teams that probably think that they're out of the playoff race, and I don't know why you would want their goalies. Because they bad? Yeah, like, you're not calling Ottawa up, and you're like, how about them goaltenders? So, <clears throat> I think that they have to just survive uh, a little bit longer and continue to let the standings kind of shake out and find a team... You know, find a team. It's got Matt Nieto as his picture. Find a find a team uh, that that is moving around. One that's actually like willing to give a guy up. You know, Gorgiev would actually be a great opera, a great option. Oh, I'm down. <clears throat> Big problem there is that he's signed for two years, and it's like ugh, they just need a guy for right now and. Has not been very good this year. It's, I mean, I, I think the reality is the Avs kind of made their bed here to a certain extent, right? Yep. So they certainly did. They certainly did. Yeah. It, uh, Kale, can you time out Lazy Randy for me just because I promised I would do this? <laughs> you got you got what you wanted, Randy. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, what... yeah, Miska Miska's not hurt. It's just that through two games they've lost them both, and he was okay in the LA game, and he was not good in the other one. Yeah, he was not good in that Minnesota game. He was... They they probably win that second Minnesota game if they have. I think there's a decent chance they win both if it's Francois in there, even. But. Yeah. 
Um, it, the reality of the Avs defense goaltending situation at this point is they rolled the dice with Miska and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And again, we're talking, it hasn't worked for two games, but the Hunter Miska is also not a, he's not a proven guy that you're like, and look, super small sample size. Yes. But based on those two games, no one is looking forward to playing Hunter Miska again. That's a situation that you're actively trying to avoid at this point. Yeah. And it's one that you can't avoid based on a season full of back-to-backs. Yeah. And like, and we're like, the abs made their bed here, but this is also like a comical bad look. It, like, it, like Francois was totally fine. And then they leave, they go to, he has surgery. He's totally healthy. He goes through camp. He practices the day that they leave for California, gets hurt during that practice randomly. And that's it. They never get a game out of him. Like that's, I'm sorry, but that's just, that's, that's comical bad luck. It it is terrible bad luck, but how different are you feeling right now? If the Avs went out and got a third goaltender on waivers with a bit more experience than Hunter Miska, are you not, maybe you're not as worried about finding a new goaltender. Yeah, you're probably not. You're, you're probably fine with your, Insert whichever guy they claim on waivers. Yeah, pick one. Yes. P.S. They might have put a claim in on Aaron Dell, but they were not going yeah, to. Yeah, wasn't going to ever get to him. Yeah, they, <laughs> he, they didn't come close. He didn't come close uh, to getting to them in, in the order. The yeah, for sure. But pick a guy that they could have gotten as a third goaltender. Okay, so um, the NHL ju- literally just sent oh, out an email. Go that says that they are adopting additional COVID-19 preventative measures. Starting now? Yeah. You would have to think this St. Louis series should be canceled then. AJ's reading I'm, live. On yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the gist of this. So the big things, the big things, they are rem- the removal of shielding behind the bench to allow for more airflow and easily move away from the benches where players and coaches are in close proximity to blah, blah, blah. And I just fell asleep. Yeah, that's okay. The shielding, so the shielding has been removed. Cool. There's nothing behind the benches anymore. Okay. The whatever. limitation of time at the actual arena. So that you show up for morning skate and have to leave immediately or whatever, basically yeah. no more, no more than one hour and 45 minutes before puck drop except to receive any necessary treatments. Um, all meetings are now on game days. Uh, well, and non-game days. Uh, all meetings are, are to be conducted virtually. So video okay. sessions no longer in person. Okay. so Physical distancing in team spaces. Um, so they're creating additional locker room space for the home and visiting teams such that physical distancing of at least six feet between players at each of their stalls is accomplished. So you're going to do that and have a taxi squad? Uh, yeah, there's so no way. So you basically need the Broncos locker room? The, the arenas, the locker rooms at Ball Arena are definitely not big enough to do that. Yeah. What? So essentially they've done a bunch of stuff that arguably they already should have been doing. 
and probably won't make that much impact, to be honest. Look, Cassie, they can they can swap water bottles all they want, but now that the shielding is gone behind the benches to allow for better airflow, they're fine. They have protected the players. <laughs> they're going to make half the players on the bench face away from the ice and breathe that way? Uh, also, the last note here is air filtration and air cleaning. As the league is considering adoption of a requirement for clubs and arenas to deploy portable air cleaners with HEPA, H-E-P-A, yeah, filters behind the player bench areas in order to improve indoor air quality and mitigate airborne viral transmission. This seems like a whole lot of stuff, but they're still going to let teams play games. Just cancel the game. Yeah, what is happening here? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you are prioritizing not losing as much money as possible. Yep. Definitely the almighty dollar. These are these are like somebody has spent the last 3 days in the league offices sitting around a conference table trying to come up with these ideas so that they can be like we have taken additional steps to make this better. Besides, you know, ones that could actually make a difference. Right. Um, whatever. Like Jonathan McCarthy doesn't need any help creating that six feet of social distance. He's got that. They're in an impossible position here. Like, let's be real. I get it. Them trying to play the season at all, they're in an impossible position. They're going to lose a ton of money no matter what. Um I just I don't know what I don't know, man. At some at some point, you you kind of shrug and just go, "Well, this didn't work." Yep, it's not working. Even in that even in that email that they just sent out, they said, "Oh, despite the presence of more than a hundred players on the COVID list, P.S. Your league has seven hundred players in it." <laughs> so, not great. not great. You're telling me that. You're just going to shrug off a seventh of your league being on the COVID list through the first not even full month of the season. I'm, I don't know. It's it. I mean, it's a tough spot too because we've seen baseball finish their season despite the COVID issues. Football is finished their season with the Super Bowl coming up despite the COVID issues. Basketball is riding right along. They've postponed some games, but they're going to finish their season. Well, basketball is the most aggressive of all of them. They were like, we're playing 72 games. Yeah, they tried to play dang near a full season. Yeah. Um, and like the NFL did play a full season, but, but that's 16 we games. Also, yeah. yeah, they play once a week and they, boy, did they do some yeah. unbelievable tap dancing in the name of the almighty dollar as I they watched they, Kendall Hinton play quarterback. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like they, they kicked all competitiveness to the curb on multiple occasions just to say that they, hey, for the record, I went to the grocery store for the first time in almost a year to try and find that. McKinnon Did you find crunch. any? I, it was not at my oh, King Super. killing me. I'm assuming that picture of daters uh, that he took, um, where he's got like the full car. He must have yeah. been leaving my King Supers. Taking them all. all of them. 
he was that asshole that just dropped in and was like, I'm buying all these. <laughs> now he's giving them away at a watch party. Like, okay. Well, you're a genius. We can uh, we can take our second period break on that note yeah. as we. I'm are... telling you, that dude drove an hour from his house to mine to take you. all of them. I'm blaming him. Throw this into the conspiracy pile with the rest of the today's show. Yeah, uh, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Head on over there. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off your purchase. The CBD-infused copy coffee has been known to really help with different aches and pains, migraines, IBS, joint pain, a bunch of other stuff as well. So give it a try today. We might have cold brew at the DNVR bar. I forget. It, it comes, it goes. We might be restocking it right now. So if we do have it, get down there and get it when you can. I, b- yeah. I believe we do have it at the bar, right? All right. So Kale says we have it. So get there and get it before we sell out again. Uh, you can also get their subscription service online. Get 20% off every single time you buy for two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. Again, use that DMVR20 code to let them know we sent you. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, let's let's look at some news around the league here a little bit. First of all, Avs-related news. Pittsburgh, have they interviewed Chris McFarlane yet? Or Not they've yet. been cleared to interview him at very yeah. least. So, um, Big, big problem for uh, Colorado, or it became a bigger problem. When Chris Drury opted Said out no. of the search. Yeah. Because Chris, I tell you, Chris Drury has been hounded after. Yeah. Like a couple years ago when I was when I was telling people that Rob Blake was on his way to a GM job somewhere. I didn't necessarily know it was gonna be in LA. <laughs> um the same is true for Chris Drury. He is he has gotten He's worked in that front office for a long time now, and he's done a lot of things for that organization, for the Rangers, and he is really well-respected around the league. So I think he's in line uh, for for a GM job, and he can... The thing with Drury is that he's so comfortable with the Rangers that he's happy to just chill and wait for the right opportunity. And I think it says a lot about where people view the pen situation right now. It's not good, Bob. He doesn't want to go in there and like inherit the twilight years of Crosby Malkin with a bunch of defensemen signed for eternity. Well, it's like their prospect, their farm system is so weak. Yep. And as good as their development system has been, where they have just churned out decent NHL players from nothing. It's, I just don't. I, I think it's very telling that one of the hot names on the market was like, "Oh, you you have you still have Sidney Crosby for the night, you know, through the rest of his career." Balkan is still there. Jake Gensel is there. Like, there's some there's some talent that's still in town, and he was like, "They're but they're drifting into kind of that same situation that Detroit was in five ten years ago." Yeah, where. where the cup era is over. You're yeah. still good enough to make the playoffs, but you're not really competing. Right. And you're you're sort of stuck in this like playing out the string of yep. an all-time great. You can't fully tank because Crosby's on your team. Yeah. Like you, you owe it to that guy to continue yeah. to go for it. You yep. 
everything he's done for your organization, you owe it to him to keep going. Yep. Either that or you make the even more painful decision of just cutting, cutting bait. Yeah. And that, yeah. You don't want that. You don't want Sidney Crosby putting on an avalanche sweater. No. He should be you a know? penguin for life for sure. You don't you don't want to see that nonsense. You you want him in Pittsburgh forever. Yep. I I agree. I think he should be a penguin forever, but Yeah. Well, you just kind of have to take it how it comes and Pittsburgh's got to select somebody. Will it be McFarland? Who knows. Yeah. He he'll be involved in the search and if he doesn't get this one, I tell you that's coming eventually. Yeah, that's three jobs: Minnesota, New Jersey, and then Pittsburgh that he will have been involved in, but hasn't gotten. And somebody's going to say yes because his work since he got to Colorado has been way too good. Yep. And if you look at if you look at Columbus, his work his work at the end of at the end of his time in CBJ, um, solid. He was a big reason that they finally took that step from the team who couldn't win a playoff game. Right. It's Rick Nash and who exactly yeah. <laughs> to uh, being collecting a lot more com- pieces for a sure. lot more yeah. competitive. So Speaking, he's, imp- he's important. I agree. Speaking of a lot more competitive, AJ, are the Montreal Canadiens for real or is the Canadian division just a joke? Look, can both be true? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've watched a lot of those games just because I try and make Winnipeg appointment viewing for obvious reasons. Um, that division, I had no feel for that division when we were picking it. The only thing that I felt strongly about was Montreal is going to surprise. I picked them to win that division. And so what they're doing right now, I feel good about it. I was a year early on Ottawa. <laughs> that was too bold. <laughs> Whoops. Can't win them all. Bad call. Um, I think what's really surprised me is how bad Vancouver has been. They have been their defense is gross, man. Like, <laughs> I I fully expected Vancouver to take a step back this year. Um, uh, because it just felt like everything kind of worked for them last year. Pedersen had this MVP season. Miller was a point per game. Markstrom had a great year in net. Quinn Hughes had an amazing rookie season. Like everything just kind of came together and worked really well for them. There was not a lot of adversity along the way. And now I think is like, oh. Yeah, it's right. uh, this roster has a bunch of holes. It's got problems to say the least. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not totally surprised by Vancouver. Um, I've been really surprised at how bad Patterson has been. He don't hear anyone calling him for the heart anymore. Dude, (laughs) just a huge letdown so far this year. And like, that's a guy that things have been kind of easy for him. in the, the first part of his NHL career where he's really, he's, he's really just come in and, and produced. And then, the second the pressure got ratcheted up, he started to struggle at the at the start of the season where expectations were actually on him. And I thought that's interesting. We'll see how we'll see how he responds to that. It's taken Johnny Gaudreau two years, but he looks like he's back. He looks awesome. 
It's too bad. The rest of that team kind of sucks, but yeah, I mean, Markstrom has lived up to, right now. Markstrom has lived up to it. I look, I played goaltender one time <laughs> when I was playing and it was because neither one of our goalies showed up and they were like, who's going to do it. And I was always just like, that guy was like, F this, I want to play. So I'll do it. It did not go well. The same thing happened to me when I played. We're like, I had never played goalie a second in my life, and neither of our goalies were there, and I had to show up, and it similarly went disastrously. I gave up 11 goals, so. Yeah. Wow. I think I gave up, like, six. Look, Don't get me wrong. I, we lost handedly, but. I made I made a string of, like, four saves in a row, and I was like, this is easy. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and then it stopped being easy. <laughs> it did not go well, so. No, see the thing. The thing that Hunter Miska is going to be significantly better than me at is stopping the first shot. <laughs> so, oh, so it, is Johnny Gaudreau back though? Or again, I think so, dude. He is looks, it just the Canadian division being not able to play defense? It's actually true that there there's almost no defense being played in that division. Like you look at Montreal's defense, and you're like, that's the best defense in the division. The the, uh, the Edmonton Ottawa game had eight goals in the first period the other night. Game ended up eight to five. <laughs> like I I love the Oilers because <laughs> they go one direction. No, really I well. love. I just I love the Oilers and I love their fans because they are so into it. <laughs> and like I was watching the other day after uh, McDavid and Dry just torched that game and their fans were like where's nathan mckinnon now and i was like you guys are fifth place in a 17 division and you guys are out here on the internet stunting like you did something like you know where nathan mckinnon is is he's not worried at all about you like that guy's still chasing first place i don't understand I love I love Edmonton fans because that they just they just act cool, man. Like they're like, mm, look at our guys go, and it's like, yeah, look at your guys. You guys are in fucking fifth place. What are you talking about? <laughs> like you're not even in a postseason spot right now in a seventeen division. All you have to do is finish fourth or higher, and you haven't. You're not there. Like, you're not there. Meanwhile, we're having the conversation of do the abs have the best defense in the league? Yeah, I'm I and I just I just love that Edmonton fans are like We haven't been good in forever. Just damn winning. Let us we'll have these two hockey the players. We'll take home all these individual trophies. It's fine. If we get if we ever get good with these guys, you guys watch out, but until then Yo, I don't we'll just it. keep you guys from winning the big trophies. Like, uh, oh, okay. Just post any statistic right now, except for total points, and Caleb McCarr is beating Quinn Hughes. Like, I don't even need to hear that conversation anymore. <laughs> the, yeah. That one is so dead. It's not yeah, even funny. That thing is buried. I what I was so I tweeted those. I tweeted the the, the head yeah. thing out. Yep. What I wanted to do was tweet out the head-to-heads of Quinn Hughes against both Byram and Gerard as well. Oh. And I wanted to turn it into a thing because both of theirs looked better than Hughes except for the points. <laughs> and I and I was just like, 
do I really want the smoke? Do I really want? <laughs> you want to wake really up two hundred notifications tomorrow? Like, <laughs> do I want professional Todd Bertuzzi defenders all day? And I was like, no, it's true. I didn't want it. I didn't want the smoke. I just did not want people that think Todd Bertuzzi did nothing wrong in my mentions. I'm sorry. I just didn't. Does anybody want that? No. I sure hope not. <laughs> the whole sumo wrestler thing, I've never understood. Those goalies have to be able to skate. Yeah, the the that just doesn't work. All right, NHL players are capable of shooting to the parts of the net where the goalie isn't. So <laughs> you have to have well, some sort some of NHL athletic. players. Yeah, top line NHL players. How about that? Uh, enough NHL players will score on a goaltender that isn't particularly athletic. Um. Anyway, moving on from that conversation, AJ, who's the best team in the league right now? Who you got? Tampa Bay still? Vegas. Vegas? Even with all the games they missed? No, honestly, um, I really... I, I think it's Tampa Bay... Um, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about Philadelphia. After that blown lead the other night, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> um, they found a yeah, way to they, lose that game to Boston. I thought Boston was like prime for a step back. Nope. And they just they just look so good. Keep on trucking. And I'm like, all right. Pasternak trying to score 50 goals in like 43 games. Yeah, we we talked about how Gretzky's 50 and what 37 was on un- unbreakable. 39, I think. Yeah. yeah, and Pasta's like, is it? I got five and three, boys. Let's go. Yeah, um, Tampa. I mean, Tampa Bay just looks so good. They're they're built so well, man. The top to bottom, the, they don't have any problems. No arguments. I like, I think Tampa is still the team to beat despite the moves they had to make in the off season. They, uh, they can, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long Cassie's been listening to our show, but I am a perpetual flyers believer. That's true. So I am always believing in Philly when other people are not. So I'm, I'm just, just, that's just a thing. It's a feature of our show. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay has Tampa Bay has top five players at, at center, wing, defense, and goaltender. So, not bad. Who? It, we're talking point here, not Stamkos for center, correct? Yeah, and I put okay, Stamkos as a top five wing. Is Cooch a top five wing still? Yes. So there you go. That team is ridiculously stacked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think we're out of topics for the day other than. Yeah. I mean, we could just sit here and bullshit about the league. Like I, you know, I feel like we should just like have a live stream of that while we're raiding tonight, but. Oh man. I don't know how well that's going to go. I'm rusty. I really haven't played much. We thought we're we're going to wipe a lot tonight. We're, we're yeah. like one boss away from progress. So. I'm cool. <laughs> how are we feeling about this division? The, the West though? Like, yeah, I know we've kind of talked a lot about the league, but the West, the separation that we thought has already started. Um, where, yeah. Like, 
through 11 games, um, the top three teams that we thought were the top three have been, you know, Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis have been those teams. And then Minnesota's the fourth team right now, but Anaheim in the same number of games played, Anaheim's only two points back. Having just watched Minnesota play three straight games, they're a total mirage, dude. That team is Kirill Kaprizov, and everyone else is bad on that hockey team. Well, and, like, I, I feel like it's Kaprizov and uh, Kevin Fiala and, like, Brodeen, Dumba, Suter, Spurgeon, but really, really good defense. But if they if, if Dumba's out for any period of time and if Spurgeon's actually hurt, they're in serious trouble. Yeah. Parise did not look good against the Evs at all. He had that one nice pass for an assist. Dude. The guy who usually murders the Evs. I have really enjoyed Zach Parise's career, but he might he might be washed at this point. Yikes. He so. just yeah, he just looks like a he looks he looks like a really highly paid grinder right now. No argument. Like I, a, he was not good. Player, he was it, not good. There's no there's no flash anymore. Yeah, I I guess we still haven't seen Arizona against the Avs, so that'll be an interesting series to see kind of where they sit. But yeah, and I think any loss to them is going to bring out the worst of the Avs fan yeah. base. Peep's um, going to get mad on that one for sure. Yeah. And they really, they they should handle Arizona even without Nathan McKinnon. They're just the the one thing is is that their goal prevention is still good. Yep. You look at it. The only the only team that has not. And I'm not counting Vegas in this. The only team that's given up. Yeah, outside of the teams that have been postponed games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they've 26 goals in, in nine games. You know, the Avs have given up 24 and 11. We, we haven't really talked about it, but their goal suppression has been so good. That, there's a reason we've called them the best defense in the league. And then Grubauer has been lights out behind him when he's playing. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, six of the next eight are St. Louis and Vegas. Yeah, so, the tough teams be coming. They're all gonna get. They're all gonna get their chance at Colorado while the Avs are the wounded duck. I think might, it's gonna be real interesting to see how it goes. They might be mostly healthy by the Vegas series. Maybe it's like if they get McKinnon and Taves back, I think they're, they're fine. Yeah, we don't. We don't worry about. We don't have the injury conversation. For sure. But like no offense to Belmar and Calvert. I'm not gonna be like wow. Fourth liners are fourth liners. <laughs> yeah. Like if the if Vegas was missing missing Will Carrier, it's not gonna be like, Oh yeah, well we weren't missing Will Carrier. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say that now, and then Logan O'Connor scores a hat trick on them. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the one thing. Is there's no Belmore to have a three-point night. Yeah, can't just pop off on his old team. But yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I'm this this next month, assuming that the games get played. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. This next month is going to be really, really, really fascinating stuff. Um, March is just going to be like a sprint of games. Yeah. All it's the Avs play 16 games in 31 days, and it's like. Just a dead sprint, right? The only good thing about March is they barely have to travel. Oh uh, yeah, they play twelve of those sixteen at home. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so 
they have two trips, one to San Jose at the start and one to Arizona in the middle. And the Arizona trip is a back-to-back. So they spend like five days not at home in that whole month. Pretty uh, pretty easy travel, but they're going to be gassed as well. <laughs> going into that three-day break they get in the middle of March, I would not want... I would not want to see the Avs legs in yeah. that LA game. It's going to be gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so February actually has some built in, like this is, this is a unexpected break for them. Right. Yeah. Um, but they, February already had several breaks built in. They had two, two breaks of two days off and a three day break. Um, now they have another with this, you know, with the cancel game tonight, uh, they have an additional three day break. This it's, is about to ramp up and it's just such a crazy degree. Yeah. There, you and I are going to be in March going to be crazy town well, for sure. Yeah. Like there's going to be some legit, like we need days off. <laughs> then it eases up. Like, Arcade's yeah. going to be on the pod one of these days because it's like we just I don't time to uh, time to teach Evan how to host the show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as we've spiraled off into the distance here, we can go ahead and close up on things. today's show. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm always down for it, but you know we gotta we gotta end the show eventually. So go on over to Hassle cattlecompany.com to get your meats from one of the best wagyus in the states probably in the world i don't actually know for sure i i imagine japanese wagyu is probably insanely good but i've never had the opportunity to have it but if you want the blue collar wagyu from hassle cattle company you can get 10 percent off when you use code dnvr10 to purchase and if you spend over 200 dollars, you get free shipping on their meat as well they've bunch of different kinds of wagyu whether it be their burgers they have their ribeyes they have their sausages as well check them out look up all their products they have something for everybody all of its amazing meat melt in your mouth just the best stuff out there cannot recommend it enough that's h-a-s-s-e-l-l cattlecompany.com order with the dnvr10 code today Thank you, everyone, watching, listening, all of that. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps us out a ton. We go live with this podcast at least five days a week, sometimes more, like in March when the apps play every day. But you can catch us here all the time. We appreciate y'all, and we will catch you guys. Tomorrow's Free Skate Friday, right? Yeah. So fun Free Skate Friday. Is it Friday already show. Friday? Yeah, I know, is right? Thursday? Are you serious? Yep. So the we, one thing about them playing every other day is I never know what day the yeah, week is. Time is irrelevant now, but yeah. appreciate y'all.